have a truck as well, so okay. I still have the old old school pull up with the gas pump, right? <laughs> uh, I still have that, and I, I don't miss the gas station. Mm. I, I loathe stopping at a gas station because I'm you know, somewhat pampered, I suppose, where I, I plug up and it's ready for me the next morning. This is Middle Tennessee Electric's Plugged In Podcast. This podcast focuses on the world of electric vehicles. It is for all EV enthusiasts, whether you are an early adopter and have been driving an EV for years or you're just starting your research, this podcast is for you. Hi, I'm Brandon Wagner. And I'm Amy Byers, and welcome to Middle Tennessee Electric's Plugged In Podcast. Today, Brandon and I are going to have a discussion with Christy Mooring. Christy is Middle Tennessee Electric's Quality Assurance Analyst, and she is also a longtime EV owner, longer than a lot of people we've talked to. Uh, welcome, Christy. Thank you. Yeah, so you have been an owner, an EV owner, since... Um, 2019. 2019, yeah. And before we kind of get into that, I know we were t discussing a little bit before we uh, started recording. You are a car person. Yes. So you've always been kind of probably on the cutting edge of cars. So tell us a little bit about your car history, and then we'll dive in a little to your the EV world. I just always love cars. My, my um, family, I mean, I grew up in North Carolina, so we're, you know, it's racing country. So definitely followed NASCAR, that sort of thing. And my granddad and my uncle ran on the drag strip. My uncle still runs on the drag strip. Um, so it's just kind of in my blood. I, I love vehicles. Um, my mom had a Roadrunner back in the day. It's just, that's, we all love cars. Yeah. Um, so I've always, I've always admired, you know, sporty cars particularly. So, you know, I've had a couple of BMWs and yeah, and I enjoy the drive, the feel. You know, mm -hmm. if you've driven a BMW, it is a, it is the ultimate driving experience. It feels great. I've never driven a Porsche, you know, or anything that exotic. <laughs> but um, when I drove this, I had to have it. So, so. the the this yes. is well, Teslas in general. Um, so uh, in July of 2018 is when MTE had their um, EV um, event, the mm -hmm. drive event, I don't remember exactly what it was called, um, but they brought in the vehicles for us to test drive. Mm -hmm. So there were a bunch of different varieties. There was an Audi and you know, a couple of, all of the Teslas and the Bolt, I believe. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we were able to get in them and, and check them out and drive them. And until that point, I had never considered an electric vehicle. Um, I had a little BMW, was happy with it, and I drove the Model X, and I had to have it. So I was hooked, um, but quickly realized the Model X was way out of my price range. So started looking at the Model 3, and even then the Model 3 was more than what I wanted to pay given that I had never had an electric vehicle and was a little scared. Uh, didn't want to make a bad investment, if you will. Not that a car is really an investment. But I didn't want to lose my shirt. Right. So I decided to buy a used one. So I bought a 2018. Um, so that event was in July, and by August, I, I had the Model 3. <laughs> but I bought it used, and I bought it from an individual. Yeah. 
And then you sported it up a little bit too, I think. A little bit. You? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little, little, little graphics. Yeah. A splash of color. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice looking vehicle. So, um, you purchased it used. Did you, would you do that again? I mean, have you Absolutely. had any issues or, you know, you don't, everything's so new. You really don't hear of a lot of people buying a used yeah. EV. Yeah. And I mean, they have your traditional warranty, just like any other car brand. So it's, mm-hmm. to me, it's not any different, especially when it's only a year old. You know, I don't think there's been much time for people to abuse the batteries or, you know. So did you just, um, like find it online or I mean this wasn't a dealership this was an individual so how did you even well at the time there were not a whole lot I wanted something specific I I was looking for either silver or red um, and I wanted long range and I truly I wanted performance but I didn't find that in in my price point Um, and there was a, a certain price point I was trying to stay within so with those things in mind I went searching and car dealerships didn't have them Mm-hmm. Um, and the colors I wanted were all West Coast colors. Like they, those colors hadn't made it here yet. They were you could get black or you could get white, but that was about it. Uh, so I ended up going to um, Little Rock, Arkansas. But I found it on Facebook Marketplace, and of course ran Carfax and all that sort of mm-hmm. thing, and met the guy at a bank and bought it. Flew in, <laughs> bought it, drove it home. So you drove your. Tesla EV from Arkansas. Yes. So um, let's talk about that a little bit. Bef- and this was in 2019. Yes. So, I mean, far less chargers in the world in 2019. Yeah, but still, I mean, there are Tesla superchargers everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things. I mean, we had the Leaf here at work, and I thought, you know, the Leaf, is too, the range is too small. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, I like something sportier, so... That was never an option for me, but uh, I knew that I had decent range on that car. And when you plug in the address and navigation, it will navigate you through to the superchargers and tell you how long you have to sit there and charge and then when to stop at the next one. So it was, you know, I learned all that at that event. Mm -hmm. So it's like, wow, okay, this is kind of, it's idiot proof almost. (laughs) You know, you just get in the car and go. Yeah. So that's what I did. Um, and I did make a mistake in the very beginning in that I didn't understand the different levels of charging uh, mm-hmm. stations. So um, I just thought that any charger you pulled up to was a supercharger. I didn't realize that there was kind of, you know, the base level one and a level three. I didn't realize the two was there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought, okay, I'll stop at Ikea on my way through Memphis and I'll let the car charge while I shop. And I came back out and had only added 30 miles to the car. I was like, what? That's not going to get me home. What is this? And I was using a level two charger. So mm-hmm. I had to backtrack a little bit and go to the supercharger station a few miles back mm-hmm. and supercharge it. Mm-hmm. So, but you learn that pretty quickly. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break from the podcast so I can let you know about Middle Tennessee Electric's EV Ready program. This program gives a $50 credit to Middle Tennessee Electric members who have installed or are in the process of installing a level two charger in their home. For more information on this program, go to mte.com forward slash drive EV. Now back to the podcast. Early adopter, 
it's it was, it's a totally different world now. Um, I would say, what are some things you would do different? But I, I'm just fascinated that you bought a used EV because so many people are scared of them. Um, but I am curious. The world is so different now. There's so many more models now than than Tesla. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious. Let's say that you decide uh, you're ready to sell your, your silver car. Uh, what do you do next? Do you go back to an ICE vehicle? Do you go for an EV? Do you get a used one or do you get a new one? Or if you do go EV, would you get a brand new one or or, or would you get a Tesla? There's a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. If I if I had the money, well, if if I, that's a tough way to. It's it's a tough thing to answer. I would buy absolutely buy a brand new one if I was willing to sink that kind of money in a vehicle. And at this stage in my life, I'm not. Um, so I prefer to, to buy them used. And, you know, it depends on the market. If you mm-hmm. can get into a new one for, you know, a similar price point, then why not? But mm-hmm. um, I actually recently, I'd say probably six months ago or so, was looking at getting another one, a different one. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, when I first started searching, I really wanted red. Mm-hmm. I wanted red with white interior, and I wanted performance. That was what I wanted, and I wasn't willing to spend the extra money to get what I really wanted. Right. And aside from finding the color here on the East Coast. So um, I happened to find one just scrolling through Facebook, and it popped up, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to ch- check this out. And it was in Huntsville, and it was everything I wanted. And so I tried to buy it, and the guy ghosted me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had someone, I put mine up for sale and had someone ready to fly in from Virginia to buy it. Really? I mean, it was it was gone like that. So would I do it? Absolutely. And, and you would still stick with Tesla? There's not another would, EV out there that's... There's not another one that is going to drive for me. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's the big thing. If I'm going to spend that kind of money... I want everything I can get, like, and it's got all the technology bells and whistles, and they're always sending out updates, and you've got more features on the car than you had when you bought it, and it drives for me. Yeah. So you're you're a tech person. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the stories you shared with me before, we talked about updates that you get on mm-hmm. your Tesla, and I think you told me once that you you got to notice that we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna do an update, so plug your car in tonight, and the next morning. Your car had more range than it did when you went to bed. Uh, yeah, there have been some improvements where they they tweak whatever they do um, to make things a little more efficient. I've not seen anything like that in a long time. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, other f- features, certainly, that I didn't have before. So, your range, you've, you've now had this car for several years. I think people kind of wonder... How much degradation do, do I can I expect? Uh, so when you when you got your vehicle, how many more miles range do you think it showed when it was fully charged versus now? Ten. Ten miles is all. Wow. It was three ten from the factory. They're mm-hmm. rated at three ten, and mine charges up to right at a hundred. Sometimes, I mean, I haven't done it in so long to a full max, right? right? Uh, Cause I you're supposed to keep it around eighty percent. So I haven't done full max in quite a while, but 300 the last time I, I did that. Wow. So I mean, that's, that's, that's not bad, Yeah, that, I don't think. I think that, well, that surprises me, especially, maybe I would have under, like believed that if I, 
somebody bought a 2022 and we were doing this three years later in 2025, but I wouldn't have realized that the technology was that good in 2018. Well, I, I'm curious, since you're a car person in general, there, you know, you hear a lot, once you go to an electric vehicle, you won't go back to an ICE vehicle. Is that your experience? Or, I mean, being a car person, do you kind of miss? Well, I, I have a truck as well, so okay. I still have the old, old school pull up at the gas pump, right? <laughs> uh, I still have that, and I, I don't miss the gas station. Mm. I, I loathe stopping at a gas station because I'm, you know, I'm somewhat pampered, I suppose, where I, I plug up and it's ready for me the next morning. Mm -hmm. So I don't stop at the gas station unless yeah. I'm driving the truck. So now anytime I come to work, used to when we were in the office every day, I would rotate between vehicles. Mm -hmm. And now it's not hands down, I'm driving the car. Yeah. Well, I, I had to stop at the gas station today and I, I envy Everyone driving right past me. <laughs> um, you know, one thing that's interesting about charging is, so you've had your vehicle for over three years, three and a half years. For the significant portion of that time, you were just doing level one charging, right? You, you only got a level two charger around maybe a year ago. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I was surprised when you called me and told me, I think I'm about to do this. I was really shocked, to be honest, that a person could survive on level one charging. And I know you, you shared with me it wasn't, the easiest thing in the world but yeah. share a little bit about your experience and and knowing what you know now say that you meet somebody and they're buying an ev um would you advise them to go ahead and put in level two charging or or would you say try level one how would you approach it um i, I think it again it depends on the situation if it's your first electric vehicle you may not like it it may not fit your lifestyle and then you've spent the money to put the charger in so you know, maybe test it out for a while. Um, for me, yes, I was doing level, level one at home, but then I had the opportunity to charge at work. Mm -hmm. So I really, you know, work was more like home and I was just, every time I got back home to work, <laughs> I plugged in and charged up. So that was nice. A lot of people don't have that benefit. Mm -hmm. um, now that I have a charger at home, absolutely would advise someone to put one in because in most situations, you're looking at your breaker boxes in your garage. You're just adding a little outlet off of that. And mm -hmm. you don't have to buy the fancy charging stations. You don't have to buy Tesla's little charging station or the, was it Clipper Creek or mm -hmm. Siemens or all these other brands. You don't have to do that. Um, for me, it was a, a NEMA 1450 plug. It's like a stove plug. And then, you know, you've got your little adap adapters for each vehicle and plug it in. So it takes the range anxiety away. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it eliminates it. I schedule it to charge overnight. And when I come out in the morning, it's full. Yeah. Um, I, I rarely even charge at work anymore. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I have seen you at work sometimes, not, not even plugged in. And mm -hmm. I, so I, I'm curious, though, range anxiety, um, we're here that it's, from our car club members, they have a lot more range anxiety in the winter mm -hmm. uh, because of the cold weather. You've you've done winter before. For most of our car club members, this is their first winter with their vehicle. What what advice would you give them? And how real how real is that that range reduction in the cold weather? Um, it is is definitely real. Um, it uh, it is. I think it's going to depend on the generation of battery that you're on. 
Um, like some of my coworkers that have the newer Model 3s, they may not experience the same thing I'm experiencing. Mm. Um, but I do see pretty significant reduction in range in the winter. Um, but again, I just get in the car and drive it. I, it's already charged when I walk out, so I don't really think about it. I'm commuting in it. Mm -hmm. It's totally different if you're doing long range travel in it. Um, and so. you're commuting on the interstate. Yes. Versus, you know, just driving across town. So that probably impacts your right your range as well, doesn't it? Yes. Um, if so, I typically the one way from my house to work is about 35, 36 miles. And typically it will tick off about 50 miles of my battery. So um, particularly for my year mm -hmm. car, and I think that's just the battery technology, but mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's a real thing. Um, you know, with over this holiday with all the cold weather, um, I was in North Carolina. And fortunately, I, my car was completely charged when I left. So I was watching it over the app and just thinking, you know, I, I don't know that I've been through this duration of negative whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I, I watched it, and it only lost about 20 miles over a week. Huh. It was sitting there not being used. It was not mm -hmm. plugged up to the charger. So just sitting in the cold didn't really affect right. it that much. Mm -hmm. But certainly driving on the interstate at 80 miles an hour in the cold, <laughs> running your heat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know that's a big thing. They tell you to keep your heat low or off and run your heated seats right. um, mm -hmm. to help with that and slow down. <laughs> do, do you precondition your before you? I mean, I do. does that help any on the cold weather? Um, I've never tried it without it, really. Okay. Um, even during the summer, I always turn the car on and, and get the climate on the inside the way I want it before I leave. So mm -hmm. it's it's already preconditioning the battery, summer and winter for me. I mean, I, I you know I've read that when when the batteries are cold and you put that initial uh, load on it it, it, it drains them pretty quickly. So I guess warming up the chemistry or I mean it's over my head you know mm -hmm. but gets it moving a little bit better but when we first talked to you about this you said it really you haven't really noticed it in the sense that it's prevented you from getting where you need to go so I'm sure that you have a whole different way to think about range anxiety now than when you first bought it what would you tell folks out there that are a little nervous about is it going to, am I going to be stranded on the side of the road? Uh, well, that, that's all up to you, right? So I have been in that situation where the charger at work did not charge for whatever reason. And I got in the car. This was back when I had the level one charger um, at home. And I got in the car and left the office and realized that I did not have the range I expected to have when I came out. And I had one mile left when I made it to the supercharger. So that was uh, quite a bit of range anxiety. Um, however, I was willing to risk it and push it just to see. Um, I think now I would probably stop and, and find a level two charger <laughs> rather than push it. Um, but at the time I was, I was willing to risk it. Um, and, and the Tesla seems to be, be pretty accurate when it tells you, if you put your destination in and it tells you you'll have 5% left, or you'll have 30% left. It's pretty accurate. Okay. So, I mean, I'm, I have some confidence in the car too over that time frame. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other, you know, as a, as a kind of a, a last question, do you have any other tips or um, anyone that's thinking about not just buying a 
you know, EV, but maybe buying a used EV? Um, I mean, definitely, I, if you're interested in an EV, don't hesitate to look at the used ones. If the new ones are out of your price range and you're really interested in it, I mean, it's got a warranty, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so you can save yourself some money most times doing it that way. Um, for me, it's been a good thing. Um, I would absolutely recommend putting the charger in if you can. Um, in my case, it, the charger was quite a bit more expensive than what we discussed earlier just because I had a huge stretch of the house to run the wire to and through a conduit and stuff. Um, but if it's a pretty simple addition, you should absolutely do it. Um, and, you know, if you can go all out and get the, uh, the Model X or the Performance or whatever, <laughs> go for go it. Go for it. Yeah, and, and take me for a ride. Well, we'll have to have you back when you get your Performance uh, one. No. <laughs> we'll do a ride along <laughs> with you and your Performance one. So, um, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it was very informative. And if anyone out there has uh, maybe a question for Christy or a question for Brandon, um, be sure to, to email us at the evcarclub at mte.com and we'll get, get back with you. So thanks for joining us today. For more information on MTE's Drive EV programs or the EV Car Club, go to driveev.com. And until next time, plug in, power up, and drive safe. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review. Also, we would love to hear from you. If you have any ideas of topics you would like for us to discuss, please email us at driveev at mte.com. Thanks for listening.